but you know that does no good to the listeners. No, no one can see that. No one can see that. Um, I really want to see Detective Pikachu again. What? Really? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I want to go a second time. Okay. I very much, I very much do. I keep thinking about the adorable noises the Bulbasaur has made. Yes, that was cute. I can't get over it. I must witness it again with my eyes and ears. <laughs> okay. There was so I feel like there were so many Easter eggs that I missed though because I was busy being like ooh, ooh ooh oh yeah someone sent me like a video of Easter eggs and I obviously have not watched most of it yet yeah if you watched the Easter eggs no I enjoyed the movie so much that I would return wow yes okay I mean I might not return just because movie tickets are expensive and I might just wait until it comes out I was but like could we return to the not arc light yeah we could return to the not arc light back yes. to the theater where we saw a long shot yes what a beautiful segue well done you're welcome i did that totally intentionally <laughs> welcome to rom today we're talking about long shot the seth rogan charlize theron film that we were gonna see and then we were not gonna see and then we decided to see because people said good things yeah they did and we viewed it and spoiler alert we were pleasantly surprised we were um i'm alex i'm kat sorry <laughs> um and yeah i actually really enjoyed this film yeah i was like this is the most i've ever liked seth rogan and it was like a romantic comedy like that was the category i usually think of seth rogan films as unromcoms, but this was a rom-com yeah i really liked it Do shall wanna, i yeah go ahead and summarize it i for will her, please so seth rogan is himself but like a better version of himself than we've ever seen on the screen before <laughs> He is still Seth Rogen couch guy, but he is employed. Yep. And he has values. Yep. Which is shocking, quite frankly. He works for this like liberal indie paper in Brooklyn and essentially it gets bought by like Fox News. Yeah. And he quits his job in, you know, a fit of peak. And his friend takes him to a party to cheer him up, like a really fancy party. And he's like, I don't belong here in my windbreaker, which is true. Yeah. He's wearing like this hideous windbreaker. For like basically the entire film. Yeah. Um, but anyway, at this fancy party, who should be there but Charlize Theron, the beautiful and classy Charlize Theron, who is like the up and coming secretary of state. Everyone thinks she's going to run for president and she is. Yes. And backstory, apparently they know each other because when Seth Rogen was 13 and Charlize Theron was 16, she used to babysit for him and tell him all about her political dreams. And one time he tried to kiss her and then it was awkward. Yep. And Seth Rogen's like, oh God. But regardless, they reconnect and she reads some of his work and then she brings him on a speechwriter you know because he's unemployed and they're spending all this time together Seth Rogen marginally improves his appearance they fall in love they start sleeping together etc etc but then of course they are torn apart by the ravages of public image stuff and also the horrible Fox News dude mm -hmm. and the garbage president and you think actually that Seth Rogen is going to ruin everything with his personality but he doesn't miraculously but he does, you know, come to terms with some stuff and Charlize Theron gets back in touch with her like integrity roots and they get back together and she becomes president. Yeah. And, and it's beautiful. It's like a it's like a nice like fantasy about how the world should function, yes. but yes. like not quite because I wish. the president is like a less vile and like less stupid Donald Trump sort of figure. Yes, he used to star on a television show about being president. It's like if um what's his face from Scandal were the actual president. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I don't know about well, the, the actor. actor. Yeah, the not, act not the person. Yeah, yeah. And if the actor was like extremely dumb, and I don't and, know anything about the actor, so. and and full of himself. Yes, a lot of actors are, but I don't. Be. Yeah, I don't really know about this guy specifically. 
I literally don't know who plays him. I only I only know that I hated him as the president on Scandal. At any rate, main thoughts. I was like, here is a Seth Rogen fantasy I can endorse. Yeah, I thought it was. So I had some questions about the setup of this fantasy, because for one, why is a 13 year old still getting a babysitter, especially one who was merely three years older? That was never explained in the film. Like, I thought they were going to say something about how, like, Seth Rogen's parents were, like, really overprotective or, like, something about, like, I don't know. But, like, it really seemed like they were sort of just, like, hanging out and she was, like, getting paid to hang out with her boyfriend in the next room or he was at her house. That was weird. Yeah. That that was how that was working. Yeah, it was really, it was kind of strange. Maybe they were family friends. Maybe. But I really think, like, a 13-year-old is old enough to stay at home alone if your parents are going out to a movie for, like, three hours. But you know what? It's okay. This is something I'm harping on. I had questions about the poster when I looked it up because it says like the tagline is like, feel something different. And I was like, I don't understand that at all. In light of the movie we saw. Feel something different about like different perspectives, about different. I don't know. I didn't understand it. She was a Democrat, right? But well, she, was, she was floating an environmental plan. So I assume so. But she was working in what seemed like a Republican administration. Well, you can do that, but I will say, like, it was not clear whether the president was Republican or Democratic. I think he might have been a Democratic president because you think he comes from Hollywood. He was just a moron. Yeah, but like, but then Fox News had such a hold on him. Well, yes, because he was like trying to go into business or something. Right. But also, I think the key was that he was stupid. Um, party issues aside. <laughs> yes. I was unclear about what their political affiliations were. Like, I assume she was a Democrat because later I sort of thought, well, Seth Rogen at the start of the film with his very strong, like, liberal uh, viewpoint probably wouldn't have gone to work for her if she had yes, been a she Republican. She was definitely a Democrat yeah. because, again, environmental plan. <laughs> yes. Yes. But let's discuss the political stuff in the movie because... So the whole shtick is that, like, the movie literally begins with Seth Rogen infiltrating a neo-Nazi meeting. And he's very liberal. He holds all these, like, liberal uh, viewpoints and, and opinions. And then much later in the film, his best friend, who is black and, like, seems like a successful hedge fund manager guy. Something. Something, like, with stocks. Um, he has an office. Yeah, a really nice one. In and, the corner. And a really nice apartment. And, like, gets to go to, like, fancy fundraisers for, like, the World Wildlife Foundation or whatever. Anyway, his best friend, who's, like, super supportive this whole time, is like, I'm a Republican. And Seth Rogen has this, like, moment of horror. And the scene is supposed to tell us that, like, oh, you can't, like, judge people based on these. And I was like, I fully judge this black man for being a Republican. I fully judge anyone, but I fully especially judge this man. I I mean, he was rich. I did enjoy that in that scene, Seth Rogen is like, I fell for all this, like, pull yourself up by your boots. It worked on me. And his friend being like, it works on a lot of people. Yeah, and it does work on a lot like, of people. Oh, no. That's true. No, but no, it's the, so bad. Yeah, but like mostly part of the Republican agenda is to punish people that aren't successfully doing that or whatever. But I was just like, I, I couldn't get over it. Like Seth Rogen was like, I've learned a valuable lesson from this. Like we could still be friends. And I was like, I don't know if I could still be friends with you if I, if I suddenly revealed I was a Republican. Yeah, I would be like, this changes so much about the way like you and I view the world and people and, and how we like empathize with other human beings. I was like, I don't know if I can, be, I can get over this. What was weird to me was that he also seemed to have not known that his friend was religious. Yeah, that was also, I was like, this part, less abhorrent, but 
more surprising that you didn't already know. I know. I was like, Seth Rogen, I, I, are you not a good friend? <laughs> not very observant, clearly. <laughs> yes, yes. I And I feel like the takeaway message of this film, part of it a little bit, was like this kind of like, oh, you know, both sides are valid. And I would like to say that one I side- I don't think that was the point of this film. It was like, it was like, don't be too quick to judge like this- Yes, I mean, I liked the way in general that they talked about the politics and gender of compromise. Right. Um, Because Seth Rogen is obviously very like, I, in my writing for The Advocate, never once compromised, but she is Secretary of State. Yes, and she has to compromise a lot. And then there, this movie had a really good feminist message, actually, um, and was surprisingly self-aware. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I am used to being like 30% offended, like offended for 30% of my viewing time when yeah. watching a Seth Rogen movie, yeah. and I did not feel that way. Yeah, I was pretty impressed by the, actually the amount of nuance that they actually sort of had um, looking at her situation, like her being a woman and all the expectations and uh, unfair expectations that are placed upon her specifically because of her gender. And I thought that was like pretty good. And it was like a good conflict between the two of them. Yeah, like I know I kind of said this already, but especially in a rom-com, you're always waiting for one of them to just like blow their stack and do something like totally self-sabotage and stupid. Yeah. And especially with Seth Rogan, you're like, yeah. oh, he's gonna fuck it up. And this low point was actually brought about by like an issue that made sense, and you kind of understood where both of them were coming from. So basically, what happens is like she is like, okay, well, I'm gonna run for president, and like we can be together, but we would have to like change your image and like roll it out slowly and like that kind of thing. And he is sort of like, I'm just not that person, which Even is fair. He loves her, yeah, which is fair. Not everyone wants to live this secretive Marilyn Monroe lifestyle. Yeah, like not everyone wants to be a presidential mistress. I mean, it was like a really fair and like actually real conflict yes, that I, and he doesn't yeah. respond by like doing something shitty yeah and they're just like okay well we should break up. you know like they're they're, they're really sad about it and yeah. you know i mean the ending does veer into a hollywood rom-com <laughs> ending and like unrealistic uh solutions but but it i was, i want that that's I what i want that for them yeah it's a romantic comedy i mean like what are you gonna do <laughs> because i was like i've never been so invested in seth rogan <laughs> in his happiness yeah i was like when they were at that like argentinian state dinner and june diane Raphael was like slagging off his general existence and she being, plays like, the same character in every project she does and i love Love it. Continue doing it always. Incredible. Yes. Um, Yeah. So she's Charlize Theron's. I think she must be the chief of staff. And she like is telling Seth Rogen, you guys will never work, which is not an invalid opinion. (laughs) She's just a little harsh about it, but I love it. I love it. Bring it on. And then he's at the state dinner, like whispering, like, I am worthy of love. I am worthy of love. And I was like, oh, Seth Rogen. You know, I was like, buddy. Oh, no. She was mean. She was mean. She was mean. You were, walk it off. Walk it off. I know, I know. It was nice that, like, his friend gave him some sound advice. I mean, his friend who at the time we didn't yet know was a Republican. Yes. And Seth Rogen actually takes it and doesn't. Like, I thought he was going to ruin the dinner. Yeah, me too. Me too. And he did not. That was my fear the whole time was that he was going to do something super self-centered and like not think about her at all. And then the movie was going to be about his redemption as like a human being. And it was not. It was more about hers. Yeah, it was great. And I really liked the ending where he, it turns out like they get married and like, you know, she becomes president and everything. Very rosy. And she, and he takes her last name and it's like totally, it's, it's so great. It was really great to see a movie with a, 
very powerful woman and a much less like ambitious and powerful man and they have a really good relationship and he's very happy to support her yes although i have to say if your last name was flarsky <laughs> i too would take her last name it's true it's true but i thought that was really cute i was like i yes. really like this i i really like that but their relationship i was a little worried that their relationship the power dynamics would feel weird because like i knew going in that he worked for her in some capacity um but he was like brought on as a speechwriter. yes it was like a temporary working situation yeah he wasn't like her long-term yeah exactly subordinate. but like still she's in like a position of power and things like that but it didn't at all feel predatory in any way and yes, it was the main was power dynamic is the situation of her face yeah i don't even know if the babysitting story was like really necessary like i thought it was going to be a bigger piece of the film actually but it wasn't really it really could have just have been like oh i knew this girl she was a couple of years older than me in school yeah 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 well they wanted to get a joke in about his inappropriate boner that he had while they like made out but like sure truly though poor buddy i know i know oh no i know oh there, no no yeah there this movie really wasn't like before we went in we were sitting there and i said to cat like i bet you there's vomit in this film and we were like okay probably at least twice right yeah like, we took a bet we took a bet and then they didn't vomit once hallelujah yes i felt blessed yeah and it was funny hallelujah was. yeah i honestly there were a lot of funny lines yeah best lines um i my favorite one was time has not been kind to him <laughs> context um which was uh what's her name june uh diane raphael. yeah june diane raphael i always forget like what order um june diane raphael they're like she's like in the car like this is after they've met seth rogan at the like fundraising dinner and charlize theron is like being like oh yeah so funny like i knew this guy or whatever and then she like tells the story of how she like how she knew him which she's like i used to babysit for him sometime and june diane raphael is like oh my god he's younger than you time has not been kind to him <laughs> and it's it's excellent she had a lot of excellent moments. Yes. Um, what did I write down? I wrote down, just because you star in movies doesn't make you a movie star. Yes. Yeah. Although, just to be clear, I love Jennifer Aniston. Yes. So, you know. So there was a whole thing because the president of the United States wants to leave his presidency to make the transition from TV to film. And they do have a running, a uh, surprisingly funny running gag about like how difficult that is. And how few like, actors have successfully transitioned. Yeah, they're like Woody Harrelson, George Clooney. <laughs> Those are the only two. And then someone brings up Jennifer Aniston and Seth Rogen says, just because you star in movies doesn't make you a movie star. Yep. It's it's pretty. I would argue that she is a movie star. Thank you very much. But okay. Yes. So, I mean, this is a rom-com podcast. Yeah, exactly. She's been in so many. I mean, like they're bad, but like they're movies. Um. So at one point, oh, I think it's actually for the Argentinian state dinner. Yeah. That he needs clothes, right? Yeah. And... <laughs> June Diane Raphael. Oh, no, it's not Argentina. It must be Sweden. It's Sweden. They're in Sweden for, yeah. Yes. Yeah, June yeah. Diane Raphael dresses Seth Rogen in a truly terrible, traditional, I don't know, military <laughs> costume. It's a, it's like some traditional suit or something. And there are several jokes about it, and I couldn't remember them all. But two of the best were Charlize Theron being, basically calling him like a valet at Candyland. Yeah. <laughs> and Seth Rogen is like, thank you. Clearly, this is why you needed a writer. You're sick, bird. <laughs> Um, and then the other is he describes himself as Captain Crunch's grinder date. <laughs> I was like, I would have loved to be a writer for this specific joke and just thrown insults at yes. the wall to see what was the best. That would have been a good pitch that session. That would have been such a good pitch session because he looks ludicrous and it's so funny. It's amazing. Yeah. 
Um, I also love, so at the beginning when he's infiltrating the neo-Nazis, he's forced to get like half a swastika tattoo. <laughs> and then later it turns out that he's adjusted it into a stick figure and he's named him Adolf Stickler. <laughs> yeah. And I quite enjoyed that. There were yep. a couple of good like Nazi jokes. Yeah, yeah. Like the people who murdered my grandparents are hiding here. Yes, when they go to our, when they go to Argentina. And you're like, I cringe, but I laugh. Yep. Um, I also loved fake Justin Trudeau. Yes. Oh, yes. So she has like an ongoing fake romance with the Canadian prime minister who is in this case single. Yeah. Presumably. Yes. Yes. And he talks about how for image stuff, like they modified his laugh. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. And he's like, it's this one instead. And he says, see, lots of teeth, not so much sound. <laughs> and his real laugh is so horrifying. <laughs> Anyway, those are all my best lines. Yeah, those were really good ones. I I mean, I couldn't, we couldn't take notes this time when we went to the theater. Oh my God, so. It was, was sold out. It was like story. <laughs> when we went to see Isn't It Romantic, the theater was like empty. So we were just like openly typing notes on our phone. Yeah. But then when we went to see this, the theater was like full. Almost entirely, I on think. On a Sunday night, all of these people were like, oh, you know what I'm going to do tonight? See Longshot. And I'm glad they did. But the best part is we sat next to these two young men who were like probably, how old do you think they were? Um, early late teens, early 20s. Yeah, yeah. And they loved this movie. They were having an incredible time. They were like fully on board, loved it. And I was like, you know what? More more male teens, go see romantic comedy. I was like, it was clearly the two of them together. Yeah. And I was also like, are they high? Why are they having such a good time? They were having the best time out of anyone in this theater. Um, yeah, it's like when you see drunk people at like an amusement park, you're like, these people are having two too good a time almost yeah but i enjoyed their it warmed my heart to see them having such a great time at this movie um yeah anyway so we couldn't take notes so we both had to like run home and type up all the thoughts before they leaked out of our brains yep yep at least that's how i feel i feel like you actually remember things after an hour has passed i i do remember things and i was like i'm just gonna like you know wing it it's fine but i remember when we went to bridget jones's baby that we had this problem too that we were like oh i know it was that line but then you can't remember exactly what it was yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but I made a mental note when she said time has not been kind of. I was like, I love this line. You're and like, I will, this is my best line. And I will remember. I was just like, you just have to commit yourself early, right? So like when you hear one and you're like, this one is good. Other ones might be better, but I'm going to commit to this one. Yes. And then you're like, memorize it. Yeah. You're preparing yourself. Exactly. And that's what you do. No, I actually like paused and did like a full recall. Oh, okay. I did right. an assessment. All right, sure. But then there were more. I was like, I know there were good ones. I can't remember. Yeah. Because I didn't do what you did. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's okay. Like when 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 people can watch this when it comes out on, you know, streaming or whatever. You can tell us how we accidentally misquoted the film. Yeah, it's totally fine. Um, worst line was surely something that Fox News dude said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did not reckon. Like, when you were like, I can't believe this was what, oh, Andy yeah. Circus. So I saw at the end that it was Andy Circus, and I was like, well, makes sense, Gollum. But actually, I've forgotten, like, Andy Circus's face. And I was like, his face is perfectly acceptable, like, normally. Yeah. And he, I mean, good job, hair and makeup, because he looked horrifying. Well, he does a lot of, like, like, transformation kind of sort of those kinds of roles. And I'm always impressed because they did a really good job of making him look like this sort of like fat hideous yes, Fox this News harmless pleasant looking man yeah like just awful but also the um the Fox News like fake anchors were, yes were quite great uh, and Love I was it. like I laugh but only because otherwise I would be like too real yes by great you mean awful yes yes oh there go the lights oh darkness 
Um, best scenes. Oh, I deeply enjoyed when Seth Rogen was like walk of shaming it from Charlize Theron's room and yes. ran into June, Diane, Raphael, and Robbie Patel, and it turned out they were also sleeping together. Yes, yes. His name is Ravi Patel. Yes. That is like the most Indian name uh-huh. I've ever heard in my yes, entire life. He's Indian Steve Smith. Yes, you seriously. Oh my God. Okay. Um, honestly, some parts of Charlize Theron's relationship with June, Diane, Raphael were like kind of touching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were a lot of moments between her and Seth Rogen that I was like, oh, this is really nice. Like, they have a lot of, um, the movie did a really good job of not, like, just sort of immediately pairing them together, but then giving them a lot of space to kind of emotionally get attached to each other. I mean, they already had some history, yes. but it was really nice to, like, have them have, like, real conversations. It's sort of like a clip yeah. reel of them, like, traveling from city to city, country to country, her getting support for her environmental plan, and him, like, asking her questions because he's, you know, her speechwriter, and them just really reconnecting. Yeah, and it's it feels real. Like, it feels natural and realistic that, I mean, like, the whole time you were, like, obviously he He's gonna go for Charlize there, and like, who wouldn't be in that position and go for Charlize there? I'm surprised like everyone around her isn't in love with her. Frankly, I mean, she is a weirdo. She, she is a weirdo. She is. I find her relatable in that she had seen so few films. Well, she didn't have a lot of time. Um, I really liked the scene actually. There's like a bombing basically, and they're in a bomb shelter. And I love when she and Seth Rogen kiss for the first time, and they're interrupted by the Secret Service, and they super awkwardly break apart. Yes, it's great. I mean. Oh my God, she looked so good in this movie, by the way. Yes. Every time she was on screen, I was like blown away by how great she was looking. Good job, Charlize Theron. We know you listen. I thought it was funny that neither of them is actually American. Yeah, that was pretty humorous. Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen's windbreakers. Oh no. He had, so I thought it was just like, he had that one hideous windbreaker, right? But then I realized he had two other hideous windbreakers. They were different than the oh, yeah. first hideous windbreaker. He had at least two. Did he have three? He had three. Oh, And oh, I was no. like, no. Was it like a three for one at Costco? I don't know. They fully look like windbreakers that you see. Like if you look at pictures of yourself, from I don't know 1989 and you're like two and you're dressed in like a snowsuit it's a similar color design um I felt a little defensive of his windbreakers for exactly this reason <laughs> where you were I like, was like you know maybe just like his mom shops at Costco and he can't make her stop do they even make these windbreakers anymore I mean like clearly but they were like super normcore like just so ugly I hated them with a passion I couldn't believe he went to that fundraiser in the first place I was like in that windbreaker I thought that I was gonna be busy being stressed about vomit or about like Seth Rogen's choices but the most stressful thing was his constant under dressness i know I, I hate and he looked nice in that suit when he finally put on a suit but the the windbreaker was like oh my god it's like guys seth rogan is looking acceptable I also, why dress him this way i also wanted him to cut his hair a little bit and like shave the beard a little like just a little bit yeah like it was just a little bit too long i liked there was that one scene where he came in and she was like oh you shaved your neck <laughs> And I was like, well, you could have shaved a little bit more, but but okay, it's it's fine. He wasn't looking like, you know, Seth Rogen on the red carpet, like normal Seth Rogen, like looks like he was looking a little wilder than that, but it was like somewhere in between red carpet Seth Rogen and movie Seth Rogen. Yeah. It was like, this is fine. This is an acceptable look, but like just a little bit more. (laughs) How was your person of color count? There was his friend. The unfortunate Republican, whose actor name I did write down, but does he deserve to be mentioned given that he wound up being a Republican? Well, it's not the actor's fault. That's true. The actor is probably not a Republican. O'Shea Jackson Jr.? We don't know, though. Please don't be a Republican. I beg of you. 
Um, and then apparently Ravi Patel. Ravi Patel and Randall Park. Randall Park, yeah. His boss at the beginning before he quit. Yeah. There were a couple of bodyguards. Yes, yeah. Secret the, Service. Yeah, the Secret Service guy. Um, Boys to Men. Boys to Men. <laughs> yep, they did make an appearance. Uh, Little Yachty. Yep. And like some miscellaneous other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, for a romantic comedy, I would say like this is the regular amount of people yes, of color for you something see. made yeah. now starring two white people. Yeah. It did pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, obviously it's always the second tier people uh, that are POC, but you know what? Well, no, O'Shea Jackson was his primary friend. Yes, but I mean like second tier in terms of like- Oh, yes, yes. yes. I was like, but remember back in like 2002, we were like, oh, they're not even the first best friend. They're the second best friend. Moved up in the world. This is his primary best friend. (laughs) He's black. (laughs) Um, Score? I I was like seven or eight. Yeah, like it was. I was like, good. I cannot believe I'm about to score a Seth Rogen movie a seven or eight as yeah. a rom com. I know, but I really I had genuine feelings about them at the end. I was like, oh, I feel I feel good. Like I also didn't feel like her her love confession to him was like bad. Like, and I actually felt like for. I don't know, like I don't feel this very often, but like one of the only films I've seen in recent memory where I felt like her, I love you to him, felt genuinely earned. And I believed that they were in love because the movie had done such a good job building up their relationship. Yes, I didn't notice because it's such a small piece of text, but in my notes, it just says the end with like several exclamation points. Yeah, it was like, it was actually really lovely. I think we were both like in our seats, like, (gasps) I know. It was like, this is a nice moment. I have feelings. Um, yeah, I was like, I hope they overcome this awkward masturbation revelation. Oh, well, we never, we didn't really explain. So <laughs> I think we, we left this out of our explanation. But the reason that uh, there's like this whole thing where as part of Charlize Theron's environmental initiative, she has like a three-pronged plan to like save the earth. And they're calling it what, like the bees, the trees, and seas. The, the seas, right? And various corporations or business interests like political sides want her to get rid of certain things. And Seth Rogen is like, don't compromise. And Charlize Theron is like, I have to compromise. And Fox News basically is like, I want you to get rid of the trees. <laughs> After she's already gotten rid of the seas. And she's like, what am I left with the bees? Who the fuck cares about the bees? <laughs> apparently not Charlize Theron but she should not publicize that <laughs> no so anyway she's like I'm gonna get rid of the trees and the reason they and she's not going to but then they blackmail her because they're like we tapped into your like secret boyfriend's webcam and we like basically recorded him masturbating and it, masturbating to a video ooh. of her doing her speech which is actually incredibly I was like, wholesome I'm fine with this yeah it's like a weirdly whole like if you have to have like a masturbation video of you it's an incredibly wholesome one of you like jerking off to your girlfriend essentially during a great moment for her it's very cute (laughs) yes i mean she's like when she's telling him about it seth rogan's like i mean i'm jerking off to you yeah and he's like it's a thing everyone does and you know which is true which is true so anyway um that's the backstory of of the masturbation thing so in conclusion seven or eight respectful masturbation scenes Seven or eight um, bees. Seven or eight horrible windbreakers. Ugh, ugh, the windbreakers are seven to eight boys to men. I enjoyed. I enjoyed their appearance. I enjoyed that uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. was like, "There's no black people at this party besides me, the waiters, and boys to men." He was correct, and he was like, three people have already come up and told me they love my music." <laughs> yeah. 
It was a good time. I would I would watch this again. Yeah. This is a watershed moment. For for us and Seth Rogen films. Yes. yes, I think so too. I would fully watch this again and it will probably, I feel like, be on our flight in August and I will watch it. Do you think it'll be available by then? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh. I feel like those uh, like Middle Eastern, like fancy Middle Eastern, like international flights always have them early and they never censor anything except gay stuff. I, who do not watch movies on planes nearly as often as you do, might actually watch this one on that flight as well. There you go. High praise indeed. (laughs) And on that note, thanks so much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We'll have all our information in the credits and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Romcomathon? You can read past reviews at romcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at Romcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and Romcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. Please subscribe and rate Romcomathon on iTunes. Thank you.